What's up, everybody? How we doing? This is going to be a Patreon preview episode. If you want to hear the rest of this podcast with our guy Lee Benson of West of Everest, please head to our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash through the keyhole. The link will be in the description, but please enjoy this teaser episode with Lee Benson. Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. What's up, patrons? Welcome to uh, an episode where I interview people again. You know, I, I like doing it with John Hoover, what, a week and a half ago. And I thought, okay, let's do it again. Let's just try to gather all my old friends from uh, the media days as much as possible, both former friends, current friends. Let's see what we can do with this thing that we call OU football. So thank you all to our patrons who continue to support, even in the off season, even before uh, winter conditioning numbers are leaked and we find out that they are indeed lifting weights and oh boy, like this player has abs, that player has a gigantic uh, arm, just one gigantic arm, and it only means that OU is going to tear the SEC a new ass. So uh, thank you all for joining and <laughs> staying on uh but today we're going to bring one half of uh the west of everest podcast on to through the keyhole that is of course one of my probably my favorite ou podcast that isn't through the keyhole is west of everest so if you guys don't listen to that please subscribe go give uh lee benson and his brother grant uh a, a follow and a listen they do a really good job and i'm very proud that i've bullied them into continuing doing their podcast because there was like a five minute period where they were like yeah we're not going to do any more episodes but i bullied them enough to uh get the show back on the road but lee welcome to not only the show but to my uh, house What's up? hey brady i yes it's see let's try to figure out the degree to which you were responsible for the show to continue i'd say maybe you were responsible for about 40 percent of it yeah and lincoln riley's probably responsible for the other 40 percent and then Brent Venable is probably the final 20% because <laughs> that whole change and all that stuff, you had to talk about that. And so that kept us going. And now as we move forward, and obviously I'm not working at News 9 anymore, so I'm not in the media. And, and Grant, of course, has been the fan the entire time. So it's just to OU, I don't like using the word fan. You may or may not know that. I'm a supporter. <laughs> I just have something against that word. But two guys who watch Oklahoma football a lot and want to talk about it. 
doing the podcast. And even though it's January, we're, we were talking yesterday. We did a show, and we're going to try to be consistent throughout the offseason. Last year, we were kind of feeling, I don't know, just didn't feel right, wanted a bit of a break. And so um, we're uh, now we're going to try to be as consistent as possible, try to do once a week here in the offseason and see where it goes. And before we know it, we'll get to the spring game. I mean, I don't care what you say. I'm going to take 100% of the credit uh, because I just I just kept texting you guys OU questions, and I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to get you guys into the frame of mind. I don't care. And, yeah, I get that you don't like the word fan. I love it. I am a 100% OU football <laughs> fanatic. I mean, not to the extent. I know where, you are. Not to the extent where I'm, like, running into, you know, meet the Sooners day with some child that I just saw on the street and said, you're my son now. <laughs> I want autographs from 19. We need autographs. Yeah. I need autographs from 20 year olds. Like I'm not that type, but I, I, I'm crazy enough. But no, I'm glad that Wes Vevers is uh, uh, back on schedule. I mean, you guys have been doing it basically since like right before the season started. So it's not like it just kind of came back. But I mean, you guys what started in 2017 yeah yeah our first episode was end of august 2017 right before man that was a great year it was before baker mayfield's last season lincoln riley's first year as the head coach and we've been doing it ever since and it's crazy that's so 17 18 19 20 21 22 was that seven seven football seasons somehow and it's just it's flown by and i know my brother he grants I, i remember the i came to him probably that summer and said well you know i'm at News 9, I cover OU stuff, and we'll be around the football team. And, you know, it'd be kind of cool to do a podcast. You want to do an Oklahoma podcast? And he said, yeah, like more <laughs> than anything. And so here we are. So, And, and I will say this. I'm, I'm very happy that somehow, for some reason, after seven years, there's still enough people that want to listen to us talk about Oklahoma football. And for that, we are very grateful. Yeah, the Facebook comments keep rolling in for the uh, three-word reviews, which I, I, I try to have as much fun with it as I – as I can, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to try to barge into like something that isn't my show, but there, there were times I, I think what, what, what did I say? It was after the Kansas game when OU lost this past season. And it was probably something about Levy needing to get fired, but I got well, my, you weren't the only one. He, yeah. I, he didn't get fired, but he's not, he's not the OC anymore. He can't hurt me. He's not. Yeah. He's, he's gone. And I was always not as down on Levy, I think as maybe a lot of people were, but I wasn't somebody who thought that, yeah, he's the guy that Oklahoma needs to retain for a long time. I didn't honestly think that he would get a head coaching job that quickly. I figured there'd be at least one year with Jackson Arnold in the, in the SEC. SEC. In, in the SEC, yeah. And so when he got that job, it was, I'm saying, even though I, I was, I thought he was a very good offensive coordinator. He had his flaws, don't get me wrong. Uh, I was very curious to see what he would have done, though, with Jackson Arnold. But even with him gone now, I'm not, yeah, great, good for him. Moving on, and Seth Luttrell, I actually, now that Oklahoma got this tight end transfer from Baylor that used to play at North Texas under Seth Luttrell, I went back and watched some of him, uh, Roberts, and so I watched a little bit of Seth Luttrell's offense, and I'm thinking, you know what, they're utilizing the tight end a little bit, uh, high power, and I'm very curious to see what this offense looks like with him calling the plays. I know, and especially when we remember that what we saw in the Alamo Bowl is just in no way indicative of what we're, we are to expect in um the 2024 season i mean it's he i mean latrell said it he was like I, i'm gonna going to run jeff levy's offense it's going to be basically that i'm not going to try to install something with less than a month to go for and they wouldn't say this but for an otherwise meaningless game where you yeah. don't have 
any semblance of of a consistent offensive line rotation. You just have a bunch of guys like you're a center now. Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Well, where's Caden Green? Oh, I think he's taking finals or so. Oh, he according to Hayes Fawcett, he's in the portal. What? I just saw one of those edits pop up on Twitter. Yeah, those fans are trying to troll us. Oh God, this is real. No, it's 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 going to be interesting. And I mean, just to give everybody a a good viewpoint of when we're actually recording this, Lee and I are. Like I said, we're at my house and we're watching the OU quarterback bowl game where Baker Mayfield currently is kicking the shit out of Jalen Hurts' team, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, Baker's Buccaneers are up thirteen to three in the second quarter. Uh, it should be a little bit. It should be a little bit of a better score for Baker. I mean, yeah. they had a tight end just drop a gigantic, what would have been a gigantic Chuck play. Mike Evans dropped a touchdown pass. Uh, so I mean, but so far so good for Baker. So that's where we are. This this podcast will probably go out on Saturday. We're gonna have our free pod on Tuesday. So you've already listened to that, key holders, and maybe some West of Everest fan, uh, fans, friends who uh, haven't given us a chance just yet. Yeah, I mean, you guys had already me- uh, mentioned on your latest Sunday show about how. And I guess we'll just start there. The absolute uh, dime that was turned in terms of the uh, tight end room at OU just going from Austin Stogner and like a sprinkling of Blake Smith to (laughs) I mean at least on paper because it could very well be a situation where everybody is excited for uh, Devon Mitchell yep but he is 17 and I know he's a freak and I know that he is physically capable but still it gets to a point where he is very young and if he doesn't make an impact uh, I mean Jermaine Gresham didn't even make an impact until uh, his sophomore year, his freshman year, I think his biggest play of the year was that third and ten catch that he had on the um, when OU was backed up onto its own uh, goal against Nebraska in the Big Twelve title game for like a 20, 25 yard catch. But other than that, it was just like, dude, he's a true freshman. Sometimes it just takes players a little bit longer. So if there's a situation where Devon Mitchell is playing, but not to the extent that I think fans want to. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I'm not calling for that. I think he's special. But if that happens, it won't surprise me. But having said that, you've got guys at least on paper, and that have proven at the uh, you know at at a at a college level at least uh, with Roberts that they can get the job done. So at least there's a little bit more versatility in that room compared to what we <laughs> what we had to watch last year. Yeah, Jake Roberts. He, I mean, he's played a lot of college football. Three years at North Texas, one year at Baylor, and. You look at his numbers last year at Baylor, and off the top of my head, I don't have them, but it's nothing special. It was something like 25 catches, 26 catches, 200-something yards, maybe a touchdown, but more production than Austin Stogner. And I talked about it on my podcast. I mean, we all know Stogner played damn near every single snap of the season. And so you get this guy come in here, I think he looks like somebody that's pretty athletic, uh, certainly an upgrade athletically over Stogner. I'm not going to say he's like going to be – looking like what Devon Mitchell looked like, I, I would imagine. Uh, but he can run fairly well. And then you pa- pair him with Bauer Sharp, the FCS transfer coming in, and he looks like a guy that uh, is super athletic as well. Very curious to see how they utilize all these players. And uh, you mentioned Gresham in the sense that, yeah, didn't you know, he didn't hit on, you know, jump out right away. Do you think it's more of a position thing with the tight end? Because when I think of true freshmen that are special, that did – jump out and contribute right away i think it's cd lamb and cd yeah. lamb right away was but obviously a different position group 
But from the bat in 2017, granted it helped that he had Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, I, I would imagine. But, you know, right away we, we saw him. that you know, He was pretty good. Granted, it, it came on kind of later in the year. Uh, but we saw you know, flashes of CD and then, you know, the rest is history with him. So maybe if Mitchell's that good and Latrell sees it, who knows? Maybe he's a guy that can get some some run early on. Yeah, I, I mean, from what I remember, and I could be wrong, um, Jermaine Gresham, I mean, you got to factor in this is a completely different era of football where OU – at least in 2006, they were running a lot of plays under center out of the I formation still. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like ancient fucking history at this point out of the I formation. And even in 07 with Sam Bradford, there was a lot of I formation um, offense going on. It wasn't until 2008 that OU really, of course, turned up the, or put the pedal to the metal in terms of modernizing the offense and into a way that we would probably recognize more so um in this day and age so i mean that that gets factored in so when you are running an i formation offense you're as a tight end you're essentially half an offensive lineman so a a tight end not being physically capable or ready or mature or savvy enough as a true freshman that that shouldn't shock us but i mean mark andrews didn't have the hugest impact as a i don't even think he played as a true freshman i right 2015 he was a redshirt freshman right who is this sorry Uh, mark andrews andrews I'm not the best person to ask about that. Yeah, you that, were uh, you were at College Station. I was in College Station covering A&M. So, I, f- I, uh, I if you want to hear about Trevor Knight playing for the Aggies, I'll tell you all oh, about that. That's a different podcast. There's a long. <laughs> it's a long off season. Um, but yeah, I, I think with how you know offenses run in this day and age, is Devon Mitchell going to be asked to block a lot? I don't think so. But I, that's why you bring in a versatile uh, array of tight end talent you've got guys that on paper should be able to be like your your maulers you got guys that could that could be your x factors that could stretch the field that could be a really good security blanket for a first year starting quarterback going into the toughest defensive conference in the country and then you have just another type of x factor in bauer sharp where we we don't know what he is exactly capable of but he has done so much at a, a albeit at a lower level um, but he's done so much just as an a- just as an athletic talent that it provides Seth Luttrell, provides uh, Joe John Finley the I guess the luxury of whatever he's able to build himself into. We could probably find a role for him. He doesn't have to just kind of waste his talent on the bench if he's good enough. Agree. And you mentioned Bauer Sharp. I just you're right. We don't know what his role is going to be. We don't know if he's going to be able to contribute. Jumping from you know Southeast Louisiana, but the thing that makes me kind of excited about his I don't know his his ceiling his potential is he was a guy that they would use as a wildcat quarterback <laughs> and yeah would, could you I mean I know that they would use Braden Willis as that a couple of years ago and I think Bauer Sharp is more athletic than Braden Willis it makes more sense than the fucking jackhammer it, it does if it OU does. finds themselves in a situation where uh, short yards are hard to come by don't 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 use Jackson Arnold please please don't no oh, you've got Bauer Sharp maybe that's why they got him that, maybe that's it yeah you know what we're going to use you in the short yardage stuff instead of, of our, our five-star quarterback that we're just begging to get injured here just plowing him into multiple is he be a, bodies is OU going to run like a Taysom Hill type package <laughs> maybe it's gonna be looking at Seth Luttrell's background see if he's a big Saints fan oh or uh, yeah I don't know it could, uh, work. It could work it, it could yeah I mean we'll see what kind of creativity he has but uh, he's proven to be a really good offensive coordinator, really good offensive coach in general. I know he's a head coach for North Texas for a long time, but before that, he had a, a, you know, a lot of years as an OC. So, uh, very curious to see what he can do. And Jackson Arnold's going to be the most talented quarterback you would imagine that he's had a chance to work with. 